It's a little extra Lambo. Coming to you from the South Hill Podcast Studios right here, Spokane, Washington. How is everybody doing tonight? Tonight's episode. Yeah! Tonight's episode is about dad life. Dad life with Mr. Albert Garza, the co-host of the Hotcast One Radio podcast. And as well, we have none other than a three-time appearance on the show, Mr. Freedom Stick himself. Glad to have him on. We have usually have him on to talk about politics or survival or training or military anything. But today we had him on to talk about being a dad, about being a father. And Albert has a perspective of being sober for three years. So he was a father before, you know, while he was a, you know, a, a, an addict. And now he's, now he's clean and sober. So his perspective of being a father is different. And then we have Mr. Freedom Stick, where he was a, a military for 25, or served our country for 25 years. And kind of watch his kids grow up in pictures. So now he's retired in air quotes, retired from, from that aspect, but he's still, you know, busier and all get out, but he's a stay at home dad as well. So his, his philosophy and his idea of being a dad and and all that, all that stuff we talk about in the podcast. So, and then there's me, you know, single dad of three, as everybody knows. And I talk about kind of my story. So anyway, but we just talk about dad life stuff. And I think this is a show that that's just going to kind of keep rolling on. And, you know, we're going to, we're going to do it again and just tell more stories and have some fun with it. So, um, Mr. Freedom Stick, check out, he opened up a website. He will talk about it within the show. Um, Mr. M I S T E R Freedom Stick, uh, dot com. So check that out. Uh, he gives some shout outs to Kramer says podcast, uh, just a pinch of Patriot, his own podcast, my podcast, little extra Lambo. And then he gives some light to some small businesses, uh, some veteran owned small businesses, um, a company that I work with, uh, nomad pro customs. Uh, it is a military owned, a, a glove, baseball glove, softball glove company. Um, Caesar Cass is the owner of it. It is called Nomad Pro Customs. If you are needing a baseball glove for yourself, uh, for your son, for your daughter, want to give one as a gift, check out Nomad Pro Customs on on Facebook. Um, I do believe the website is Nomad Pro Customs um, as well. Uh, I will tag that to the prologue, the actual website. Uh, I will tag that to the prologue of the show. So if it's not Nomad Pro Customs, check on the prologue and it'll it'll be on there for sure. Um, yeah, Dad Life. We, uh, you know, it's a show that we've been wanting to do for a while and finally had the opportunity to do it. So without further ado, I'm going to give to you Mr. Freedom Stick, Mr. Albert Garza. And yours truly, Dad Life. We are going to be doing the Dad Life show. We've been wanting to do this for a while with uh, mm-hmm. me and Mr. Albert here, who's the my co-host for the Hotcast One radio podcast. Albert, how are you doing? I'm great. How about you, man? A little different, little different than the hot cast. I don't know how to act right now. You don't know what to do with, <laughs> with my, my hands? hands. <laughs> yeah. And Keep as, them out of you. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, as well is we have a returning guest for the third time, Mr. Freedom Stick, Mr. Freedom Branch. I don't know what your names are anymore because you're on like the third account now past the last time we've talked, so... No, it's crazy, dude. It's every I I feel like I'm in the witness protection program on social media. I have to constantly, <laughs> constantly change my usernames. But yeah, Mr. Free, uh, we'll go by Mr. Freedom Stick. We'll Sounds do good. that. There it is. There we go. You wanna you wanna plug that website of yours real quick before we we get going? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, so you know, I did something the other day. Obviously, uh, I created a website um, that basically is bringing uh, the Patriot community together. Um, 
certain th- certain attributes about my website is uh, we're really promoting small uh, patriotic uh, businesses and uh, veteran-owned biz- businesses on that website. On top of that, obviously, I'm promoting my um, uh, survival company and just just trying to keep freedom and truth and everything alive, man. Because you just you just get on a you get on social media nowadays, and it's just if they don't like what you're saying or you're trying to expose a narrative or try to speak the truth. And that's just the thing. Whose truth you're speaking. Uh, you know, you're getting doxxed all over the place. So I figured I just created my own website cause I, I got sick and tired of <laughs> yeah. getting shut down, man. Yeah. It's insane. It's going to so. be the easiest way to find you on, on that website. Yeah. So my website is uh All one word. M I S P E R freedom stick.com. Sounds so, easy enough. Yeah. Yeah. Heck yeah. Um, so today's show, we are, we're going to be talking about dad life. Um, I am a single dad of three. Albert is a married father of four. four. And you joining us, Mr. Freedom Stick, are a 20-year military veteran, uh, six right. years in federal police, and now, I guess, a stay-at-home dad, a retired stay-at-home dad. So you have an interesting perspective as well of kind of now returning back home to be with your kids. Yeah, it's nuts. Um, number one, yeah, I appreciate the shout out. Only had two and a half years. Two um, and a half years, in, okay. Yep, federal law enforcement. I just had to correct that just in case somebody was listening and they're like, wait, wait dude. Yeah, <laughs> that, you weren't that's in, my fault. You're, <laughs> no, you're you, all, all good. But, you know, yeah, at the end of the day, it's it's been crazy, you know, 20, 25 plus um you know, years in service to this great nation and in, in running all over the place, having kids at the same time, but, you know, conducting operations in the military and, you know, just not being home and, you know, and then going into federal service and, you know, pulling 14, 16 hour days and still not being home. It's nuts. It's nuts. Now I, I feel for the, the, you know, the single parents out there. Um, and I don't know how my wife did it. I'm going to tell you straight up. I got to give her I got to give her props because, you know, she, she, she's in corporate America. She's pretty high up in corporate America. She's, uh, uh, at, at the, uh, national director level in corporate America. So she, she's killing it. She runs two businesses and the whole time she's been taking care of all three, three boys, bro. That's, that's, that's rough. Nuts. She's that's, outnumbered. That's crazy. <laughs> it's not, she's the queen of the house though. So she, she makes sure that, you know, they understand that. So here uh, I am complaining <laughs> she's doing this. Yeah. Well, Albert has, right. Albert has four kids. Um, there you and go, then he has a two uh, other bonus kids in California. Yeah, oh, geez. And, uh, which is, which is a funny story because <laughs> when, when we first met, he was telling me about these kids cause he had a, he had a wife or girlfriend or whatever that lived down in California and she had two kids. I just assumed that they were his. So, me and him are talking one day and he's, he's like, you know, the kids are going somewhere and you know, I don't, I don't know, you know, when I'm going to see, Oh, I, I know what it was. It was, it was Christmas time. And I'm like, Albert, what about your other kids down in California? And he gives me this look like, what in the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> but I was trying to figure out what the heck, who put the something in his drink. Cause I, I yeah, still right. don't know where he gets this com this, these kids from. So now I have to give him crap. Like, hey, can you send my kids some Christmas gifts this year? Because <laughs> I can't. They're 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 waiting. They're waiting. They're still waiting. Yeah. <laughs> Use this podcast money. Yeah. <laughs> so so that's been an ongoing thing for us for I don't know what six years now at, or so at least at so, least. So yeah, his two kids down in California and the four here. Well, hopefully, hopefully they're doing okay. Have you I talked to so. them no, recently? I, no, no pay, no pen pal, and no emails. <laughs> that's a no, bad dad. I always, I I always kind of like we. So we sponsor a child from like Guatemala, and uh, you know when we first started doing, and I'm not trying to talk crap about agencies out there, but we're really big into like. If, you know, if we have finances to support others, like we're, you know, my wife's really big into that. And she just, and she's going to kill me for telling the story, but she was just like, you know, we got to sponsor this kid in Guatemala. And I was like, yeah, let's, let's, let's freaking do it. And, uh, <laughs> after about like six months, I'm like, where are my letters at? Like, why, like, is this person not care? Like what, what's, you know, and I make kind of jokes here and there. And then 
finally after about a year, we, we got, we got something, we got something in the mail, but it obviously wasn't from this little girl, you know, it's not her handwriting or anything. I'm looking at my wife like, <laughs> what are we, what are, did, are, are we giving the dogs? Maybe it was a dog in a foreign country. It was just, it was just, it's, I, it's an ongoing joke. Like when we sit around the house and I'm just like, I wonder what Alexa is doing right now. I wonder if she's thinking about it. <laughs> she's swimming. She's swimming. She's on the riverbank swimming. Yeah. <laughs> I did the same thing with my church and I, my wife, we were talking. I was like, I wonder if this is really going to somebody. I mean, we don't know. Right. We right. Don't. And, you know, and like I said, I'm not trying to. That's a, that's a, yeah, I get what you're saying. It's, yeah, I'm not trying yeah. to talk, but at, at the end of the day, I sit back and I'm like, like, how do you know? Like, how, how do you trust? Just I mean, trust. Look, <laughs> look, at, look what's going on in the world today. We yeah. have an administration. I'm not going to go political today, but we, you know, we obviously have a lot of stuff going on from this administration. Yeah. And yep. how do we, how do we know? One thing that you, and I don't know if you want to talk on this, I should ask you first, but you worked with um, child trafficking. <laughs> Yeah. How does that affect you as a parent with your kids and, and having to deal with something like that as well? So, yeah, especially in, you know, in, in the service, especially in my service and my career, uh, we did spend a lot of time down in South America uh, chasing uh, uh, the, the narcos conducting anti-narco terrorist operations down there. And you come across human trafficking when you board these vessels. And, um, yeah, it, uh, some of the things that I've seen, I, I never wish on any parent. And that's all I could say. And, uh, you know, when I come home and I think that's probably why I, I I'm, I'm wound up so tight around my family. My wife's just like, every once in a while, she's like, you need to let us breathe. And I'm just like, no, <laughs> I, I've it's, seen it's, stuff. It's, yeah, it's a crazy world out there. And you, you, you know, as a dad, you have to find that, you got to find that equilibrium, right? Because if you don't, you're just going to be that weird, um, that weirdo. You're driving you know, yourself crazy. Gonna, yeah. And then your kids are going to be like, you know, not wanting to invite their friends over because dad's like interrogating. You know, dad's, Where have you been? Dad's Who do you wanted, know? Who you been talking to? Yeah. yeah. Dad's wanting them me? when they, <laughs> you're right. Like a blood sample. <laughs> Yeah, so I'm saying dad's wanting them when they come through the front door, like checking them out. And yeah, so it, it's tough, man. It's really tough. It's really tough when you see uh, certain evils of the world and you try to, and you look at your children, man. You know, you, you, you interact with them every day. You watch them. Like I spend an, a, a, a lot of time with my children's school, um, especially being a stay-at-home dad. But, you know, I do the, the security at, at, uh, recess and you know during lunch I do a morning sweep around the perimeter because they have like homeless people and stuff like that. It's just it's nuts, man. Uh, but yeah, you got to find that you got to find that good uh, equilibrium, or you're just gonna you're not gonna want you let let your family out of the house. You should probably be doing thing. that up on the north side of Spokane. I, I have a video of me this morning. I had a my I have a ring on my back of my garage in the front, and then the, the doorbell and it went off right. in the backyard and. And there was a homeless guy with a with a flashlight looking around by my garage. So I went back there, and he he must have heard me open my door because he was nowhere nowhere near. Oh, dude, you, you don't know. Yeah, obviously you don't know. Like most homeless people, they have superpowers. Oh, bro. oh yeah. Like they, I, I've seen heightened. some crazy stuff. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're, I'm serious. They're heightened. They're they're in tune with their surroundings, man. Um, it's it's a different it's a different beast out there. Like I, so when I, when I teach survival, um, especially urban survival, I always tell people, I said, you know, who has a down pad is, is the homeless population. They know how to gather food. They know where to get water. They know how to be, um, to operate in, in, to not be seen when they're seen. Like you just drive past, you don't even, Hey, there's a gray man right there. there. (laughs) It's a gray man tactic. So, (laughs) But yeah, you know that's they got superpowers, man. He probably he probably already knew you were coming out. So. Oh yeah, I mean, as soon as I opened the door, I got a squeak in my door. I need to fix because he was like, "Well, WD forty, bro." Yep, I got some. Yeah, I got some it, stuff. Do it up tonight. Yep, maybe uh, I got get some ghillie suit. Get a ghillie <laughs> suit, dude. So go get a ghillie suit and, and just sit on the side of your like. I've thought about garage. this. Okay, so I have I've had some people break into my truck. 
probably uh, three or four times, and they haven't done it in a while since I got my ring because I have a sign that says "Ring, you're being watched." Since I put that up, nice. It, I guess just having a sign deters people by eighty percent. So, well, that's that's yeah, that's uh, that's one of the things I teach too in regards to uh, securing your home on a budget is just having identification that mm-hmm. you have electronic surveillance around. People are like, yeah, I'll, I'll move on. So I, I was telling my. I was telling one of my other buddies that, hey, I'm just going to wait outside. I'm going to set you him up. You have more friends than me? Your other Mexican friend. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Jerry. <laughs> Jerry Gomez. Yep. <laughs> but uh, I, I, I really wanted to sit outside and maybe like a BB gun or something like that. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Pop him in the butt. Don't do, don't do that. <laughs> I'll probably get sued. Paintball. Well, <laughs> that's actually, you know, certain states, man, it's a felony, so you got to watch out for that. Yeah. Um, your your suit idea. We were trick or treating. Uh, we had to been this had to been about eight years ago, and there was this monster looking thing that was sitting on the porch, just in a chair, not moving. Bowl of candy right there with a sign that said "Take one." So I'm watching this guy, and I got that creepy something something's off right here, and I just <laughs> kept watching him. So the kids go up. And they grab one candy and come back down. Well, my wife's oldest son went up there to grab a second one. And he went, wah! <laughs> oh, you can't do that. I'm oh, sorry, man. Yeah. You, can't, you can't do that with me. That's, yeah, I can't. I was like, I Somebody... knew it! <laughs> that's, the, that's, the, that's the thing, too. In certain states, um, in certain states, actually, uh, wearing ghillie suits is actually illegal in public. Really? Wow. wow. Yeah, I... I know that in Virginia, when I was stationed in Virginia, that was like the big thing where if you're camouflaging yourself in public, especially like suits like that, you can actually get arrested for it. And I'm like, hmm. Hmm. what? You got you to find me first, homie. Yeah, no <laughs> doubt. I, I know shit. <laughs> <laughs> Albert, my next question is to you about ready, being ready, being prepared, you know, kind of goes along with the Survivor Series. Um, but first, I'm going to bring some light to the sponsor of the show. Crave Eats, Drinks, Nightlife, Downtown Spokane, Jacob and the staff, they will treat you right. They will do an amazing job. Get their cold drinks. Get their well drinks. Have some jello shots. Have some fun with it. Crave Eats, Drinks, Nightlife, Downtown Spokane. It is in the heart of everything going on that we have here in Spokane, Washington. Crave Eats, Drinks, Nightlife, Downtown Spokane. All right, so back to the show here. Um... Kind of the first thing I have down, Albert, when you, beside your other two in California, okay, were you ready to have kids? When you had your first kid, were you ready? Um, mentally. Now, now, I should you, step back. I should preface this because your wife had two before yes, you had your first. I had practice, okay, because I was married before, before my wife now, and for like a year, I don't really count that one. But she had two kids. We were together for six years. <laughs> that's probably Are you what hearing this. That's probably what you're talking about. No, I'm hearing it. Yeah. So that's where we, we knew each other our whole lives. That's a different. That's a longer story. It's whatever. There you go. Um. So yes, I had a little bit of practice with them because I we were around each other and raising them from pretty young and, but, mentally, I probably wasn't ready. Because I, w- I still was drinking and stuff like that and not present when I needed to be. Um, I'm now three years sober and my life has changed. And yeah, now, now I'm definitely ready. But it took a little bit of... Definitely, you should have two more. No. Just like Sammy. No. <laughs> if, Sam- he, if he can't pay for them, you're on the hook, bro. Sammy's, exactly. Sammy's three. I'm already on the hook for the first two. <laughs> <laughs> How how about you? Were you when you had kids? Were you ready? Oh geez, all right. So my oldest, believe it or not, my oldest, she's in her mid twenties, and uh, I actually had my first daughter with my ex wife. I've been married since my she was my starter wife, um, the original, the, the OG, um, <laughs> the OG. Yeah. Uh, so I ended up having two daughters with her, and then I married my wife, and we ended up having. Uh, two sons together but on top of that she she had a son with her ex-husband he's my son i don't use the uh you know the, the terms like you know step whatever yeah, yeah yeah i don't listen they're 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 my sons but yeah it was it was a crazy story for me man i ended up having my first kid at 18 same time i joined the military i had to make a decision real quick and i was 
I was going down the wrong path. Um, going down the wrong path real quick, and I had to make a decision in my life. Hey, man, it's either get a decent job, good career. You know, now you have a kid. You have a kid on the way, and and we got into a huge argument. We ended up we ended up just breaking up. So now I got an ex girlfriend pregnant with my kid, and uh, I got to make a decision. I ended up joining the military. I was like, you know what? It's probably the best thing for me. It, it, number one, it get me out of the situation for a little bit too. Um, I need to, I need to grow. I need to grow up, and I appreciate the military for that. But I wasn't running. I was I was. I'm still to this day. I'm like, I don't know. At 18, know 19 years old, there's no way I would have been ready. Not even, no, not, not even close. How old were you when you had your your first kid? Thirty three. You were thirty three. I was mm-hmm. twenty seven when I, when I had Bailey. Yeah, man. But I, I know what you're talking about. With you, you talked about the couple of years that you know you're drinking or whatever doing you. It was mm-hmm. it. It was tough, man. You know, growing up, growing up with kids. That's that's pretty pretty difficult mm-hmm. so yeah uh, my my wife we got married um and she had her she had a son that was with her from before and he was i think three when we first met and so i didn't have to go through the baby phase the 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 pregnancy part i didn't have to go through any of that i got the good years after the terrible you know the yeah terrible threes terrible twos Whatever that Terrible is, twos, I yeah. got I yeah. got everything past that, so I never had to deal with any of that stuff. Nice, and, nice, and you then, lucked out, bro. Yeah, and I'm like, this is easy. This stuff's easy. So let's have a kid of our own. We had one. I was 27, and holy good god, the pregnancy alone was. I don't know if I want to do this again. Jeez, <laughs> she wants pickles. She go, She's like, I gotta have pickles. I'm like, baby, oh, you don't dude. you don't like pickles. And she's like, I want a jar of pickles. So I drove to town. Okay, we lived in Whitefish Mon- or uh, Columbia Falls, Montana. I drove to town, bought a jar of pickles, knowing she doesn't like pickles. And I come right. home and she's like, Why did you go to the store to buy me pickles? You asked Bro, for get, a jar of pickles. <laughs> they're different beasts, man. I remember we were out stationed in Virginia and we were pregnant with our our first. And uh you know, I'm all hyped up. I'm like, dude, this could be my first son. All I've had to this point, you know, obviously the two daughters. Um, but she was just like, she was in that mood. She was just like, hey, you know, I want, I want this. I want Taco Bell. I want burgers. She, bro, she thought it was like, when I asked her, like, what do you want to eat? Like, she literally was just like looking at the map of the city. <laughs> like, this, 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 this. I want, this. Yeah, here. Like, I want tater tots yep. from here. Oh, bro. She was like, I want Dairy Queen and I want McDonald's. And I'm like, I'm looking at her like, are you, but then, then it's just like, Hey, and what do you get? You did this to me. Yep. You're the one. I was just thinking about like what my wife would say when I did (laughs) three different restaurants for her. She'd be like, what took you so long? (laughs) Oh dude, dude. So that's, that's not even the end of it. So she, she has this plethora of like orders and I'm like, I'm not going to get there fast enough. So I ended up taking my Nova, my, my hot rod. I'm like, I'm I'm going to, I have to, I'm going to have to light it up going around town trying to get this. So I remember jumping in my hot rod. And I'm like punching it all around. <laughs> you see this at Virginia beach. You probably saw this white Nova just, boom, boom, just like go from place to place. And I get all this food and I pull up, I go inside. I'm like, babe. And she's out cold. And I'm like, do I wake up? I guess I got Taco Bell. That moment passed where you went, do I wake up? So what do I do? Yeah, do I wake her? So what do I do? I'm just like, yeah. Just start eat. I just started eating all their food. I'm like, you know what? It is what it is. It's good food. Yeah. Dude, it's funny. Cravings. Any stories? I, I just, well, my wife, every time, I, I love bacon. Love bacon. And every love morning I'd, I'd make bacon on the weekends and my wife decided she didn't like bacon anymore the smell of it the smell of it the taste of it made her sick so i'm like what am i gonna do so anytime i had bacon i had to like literally leave the house i couldn't even bring it in the house maybe that's why you have homeless people on the side of your house bacon, bro. he's on the the tailgate with a skillet (laughs) yeah you see you know dudes in the bush like this like yeah yes just wait <laughs> they're out there, they're out there with a tray. Look like a dog trying to <laughs> wait for that piece to drop. 
thought this was a soup kitchen. What's going on? <laughs> oh, that's great. Yeah, no, I don't. I don't have any stories of. of I, I we had smells because <clears throat> she was very sensitive to anything smell mayonnaise. Like I'd make a turkey sandwich or something, put some mayo on there. No, I couldn't do that. She didn't like the mayo smell. Weird. Well, my wife. Yeah, sorry. Go ahead. May, may, mayo doesn't have a smell. I don't think she so. She smelled it. Yeah, be, you know, it has that mental smell. Mm-hmm. Like, if you get really close to mayonnaise, you smell it. It's that weird, like, vinegar? I don't know what it smells like. Yeah. Eggy vinegar. Yeah. Oil. Yeah, it's got that. But you got to be really close to it to smell it, man. So. A little bit of lime zest. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. Was there was there any Albert? Were there any expectations that you thought was going to happen to reality? Oh yeah, oh yeah. I thought it was going to be like, you know, me and my son were going to grow up together, and he's going to be the best baseball player, and he still loves all that stuff. But I, what I wasn't prepared for was the craziness of yeah. no dad, yes dad. I said so, Dad. Now, crying, rolling, screaming. Yeah. In everything. In everything. Everything. He comes over to Kevin's house, (laughs) and we do a podcast, and we can hear him upstairs, and he's trying to wiggle the door to come in, and he's, Dad, Dad, I want the gun. (laughs) Then we go upstairs, (laughs) and he's got the whole house torn apart. Catch up. Oh, jeez. I just grab a broom, and I start pushing. Yeah, yeah, that's what you got. You get a leaf blower. There you go. Yeah, <laughs> that's what you need. <laughs> industrial size, bro. And at the end of the day, that's all I do. I just walk through my house with the leaf blower and just blow it against the walls and scoop it up, man. Before I come over, he's like, is your son coming? Is your son coming? Do I need, <laughs> to, know what to, do I need to know what to he's pick like, up? No, he's like, is your son coming? I got to call my insurance. Uh, the insurance he did he, real quick. And that's the yeah. crazy thing, though. He'll do something crazy like that, and then... Then he'll look at me and say, Dad, I love you. And you're like, Okay, yep. I love yeah. you. Yeah. Yep. 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 Yeah. That's my boy. You know? And and that's what it's about, dude. Yep. Trust. What I know how my my dad wasn't around when I was growing up. I gotta speak into the mic. My dad wasn't around when I was when I was growing up. Uh, my dad drove truck coast to coast. He was gone ten months, eleven months out of the year, come home for hunting season for two weeks. Um, which he was gone for that as well, but he was home and right. he would come home to, uh, in Haver, Montana, there's an air force base. He used to be an air force base. So he would be in and out of there moving families for them. And, right. and so I would see my dad very briefly. I know for him, I grew up in pictures. What, what did you have since you were, you know, 20 plus years in the military? How, how was it watching your kids grow up? Well, it's nuts. Number one, my, my father, number one, uh, he's, he's my hero. He's, 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 he's everything to me. He passed away a couple of years ago, but, uh, this man, holy crap. Uh, four kids. The guy was a mechanical engineer. Yeah. I built weaponry, uh, weaponry for the military. Um, he was constantly gone, but when he was there, he was freaking there. This guy was like, the, 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 the hockey coach, the soccer coach. He had four kids. He was he, he was such an integral part of our life when we were there. And I'm not going to talk um, badly about my mother because I love my mother too, and she passed away recently too. But um, she was a nurse, man, so she had these weird hours, and she wasn't really, you know, she wasn't really involved too much. But my dad, that that dude, he would he would just land from like, you know, Virginia from some kind of meeting or going to the Pentagon or something like that. And he would show up to the baseball game in, in his suit and he'd just be sitting in the bleachers in a suit, you know, and he was, he's one of those old school, like Kenny Rogers kind of dude suit and the cowboy boots, you know, didn't, he's a big, he was, he was a big dude, man. Didn't you tell the story of you would see your dad <clears throat> in the helicopter flying over the field? Was that you? No, no, no that was somebody no. else then. Okay. Well, yeah, I know who that was. That was, <laughs> that was Bryce Barnes. His, so his dad um, had had land and property all over the place. So when Bryce was playing, he would take the he would take the helicopter and just kind of circle the field to watch him play ball, and then he'd fly away. Oh, that's that's <laughs> badass. Well, you know what? The, so so going back, the the cool aspect of this um, the story about my dad is um, my dad built weaponry for the military, and my 
my second year in the Navy, I thought it was the coolest thing to go on one of my ships and see in a weapon system that my dad built to defend me. Wow. That, that was probably the, the coolest thing. Um, walking past, uh, so my dad built like VLS launchers, vertical launching system, like defensive weaponry for these Navy ships. And, um, I think he built the Mark 45 on the USS shows and a bunch, he, he built a bunch of cool stuff, but can you imagine like doing that for 20 or 30 years just to have your son serve on a ship and you built a weapon system to defend him? I thought that that was the coolest thing in the what whole was, wide world. What was his thought? What did he say? Oh, he's, he's, he's very, very modest. Like he doesn't, he would. Would he never just, have yeah, known. He, yeah. He was just like, Oh yeah, yeah. That's, yeah, that's my, uh, that's my patent. And yeah, I did create that. And I'm just like, I, I look at the irony behind it. And I'm just like, you don't see it. Like you've been building defensive weaponry for our military to protect, um, our service members like my whole life because you've been gone and just magically your, your son joins the Navy and he's on a, a ship where the weapon system yeah, is there defending him. It's, it's, it was, it was, I don't know, pretty amazing stuff, but yeah. So, so moving forward, you know, <clears throat> like for me, all I wanted to do is be like that guy. There's no way, even to this day, no, I don't care what I've done in my life. Like there's no way I'd ever, ever be able to put his cowboy boots on, man. Yeah. Straight I know up. that feeling. Yeah. It just, uh, but yeah, uh, 21 years in the military, I watched my kids grow up in, in, uh, in, in pictures. Uh, being away, you know, we, we still, me and my wife are still just trying to figure it out now. Um, because what happens when you're in the military, like nobody cares that it's your birthday. Nobody cares that it's Christmas. A lot of people don't understand that when we're, when when we're conducting combat operations or you're forwardly deployed or you're wherever, it doesn't matter what's going on that day. You're right. You, you, you definitely don't tell anyone in the military it's your birthday. You definitely don't want to celebrate. Is that a hazing of some sort? Oh man. (laughs) Oh man. You know, and that, that's just the thing. People are like, Oh, I didn't know you were, you know, 25, 30 today. You're just like, Nope. Nope. It's not my birthday today. So after 21 years in the military, man, you miss all these birthdays, Christmases, uh, all, all of these celebrations. Now you come home and it's been so ingrained into your mind that they're not worth anything. You get, you get what I'm saying? Like, I know there were something, but you, you were so conditioned in the military that it was just a day. Right. And then you start seeing everyone else celebrate the stuff that you haven't had for the longest time. Uh, my first Christmas home was, was kind of nuts. My wife's just like, how come you're not really into it? I'm just like, it's tough. It's tough because the days like this in the military, is another day, if you're serving in the military and it's Christmas, yeah, you'll get the cool little the tray with uh, maybe some hot food on it if you're forwardly deployed, if you're lucky. Um, but other than that, you you turn it off. So, so you're it's, it's really- when I asked Albert about expectations to reality, you're kind of living that right now. Of this is kind of what I expected to have the the tree and the presents underneath and the caroling and you know, but reality is you're still back here like i'm learning you're learning i'm i'm the crazy thing is like i'm learning to enjoy the holidays just like my kids are so when they turn to me and my wife turns to me and she's like well how come you know you know maybe you should put lights up and it's just like oh what what do you mean (laughs) yeah but you get what i'm saying some people are like you know like 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 griswold and they're be outside and like putting the freaking lights all over their house and like, Hey, let's, let's blow up the neighborhood. And like me, I'm just like, okay, what do you want to do today? You know, I'm, I'm learning. And, 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 and I do feel bad a little bit for my children because <clears throat> I'm trying to, I'm trying to learn about these holidays with them. And I think that's probably the biggest thing. And some people that are, that are listening to this be like, I never had that problem in the military. Okay, cool. Everybody's cool. got their own story. Right. I mean, um, the guys I served with did the, you know, it's the same way. It's just another day. So it's, yeah, it's, it's different. I'm learning. I'm learning how to be a dad, bro. I'm going to tell you straight <laughs> up, like getting the title, getting the title dad and actually being a dad 
are two different things, two different things. Like I've been a dad forever, but I've been a dad that was horribly deployed, put on a uniform, going and protecting the world, right? Or at least that's what you think in your head. Um, but when you're coming home and you're actually here and you're doing it, like, dude, I'm, I'm a mess. I got two kids that go to two different schools at two different times. I got a toddler. I got to either get him over to speech therapy or I got to get him in, you know, daycare. And it's like, you get up in the morning and it's like, like somebody, somebody shooting a gun and it's like, go. And I'm not, I've, <laughs> I haven't been used to that. So yeah, it's difficult, man. Albert, what's, what's the difference from you? You, you were a father before you got sober. Now you're sober. Is, is there a difference in your parenting style? Is there a difference? What, what have you learned in the last three years? Uh, more present. Um, mentally, physically pre- present. Because before before quitting drinking, I was there, but I was like hungover. And there, at least I was there, right? In my head, that was okay. I'm here, but no, it wasn't okay. Um, but as far as like, like what he was saying, the, you know, it's, you're just learning. I don't think you ever really learn to be a dad until your kids are on their own doing the things that you raise them to do, you know, preparing them for life to be a dad or a parent or to be a, uh, a good person in the community, you know. So um, I'm right there with him too, you know, just kind of a, we're always student, I guess, of dad. I had to learn how to be a dad for a week and then not be a dad for a week and then be a dad for a week and then not be a dad for a week because we were 50 50 or I guess still we are technically but I had to learn how to turn I had to learn how to turn off that parenting because I was I was hurting so much inside I didn't know how to handle them not being there I didn't know how to handle not helping them with their homework. I didn't know how to do any of that stuff. And then once they'd show up, it was like I was on top of them because I wanted us to catch up all the all of that time. And you know they're pushing back because I'm I'm smothering them almost. And I had to find that line. So and it's been it's been seven six years now I guess seven years. So I'm, I'm better now, but it's it, it we're all learning. Yeah, yeah, that's all it is. Hey. Uh, real quick, it says up in the corner, it says we have remaining meeting time of five minutes. Uh-oh. <clears throat> I don't know what that means. I don't know five what that means either. Re- it's probably a, it, it's, a certain amount of time you can do this. I don't know. Should we Should we, Should we? we tote the line? <laughs> we're, we're at 33 for the show, so let's just go until it stops and then... Reconnect if and we need then, to. Yeah, we can reconnect. Or well, yeah, I'll, that's what I'm saying. If we can get out ahead of this, I don't... Um, maybe be easier. Obviously... To- yeah. Using this plat, using this platform, and they, I think that's what you run into unless you pay for the full. Oh, gotcha! Like crazy package, you know? They, they <laughs> for a monthly they, fee of nineteen ninety nine, you can. Yes, for, you can you have want. an extra thirty minutes <laughs> as long as you want. I didn't know that they did stuff like that. That's, I didn't know it's either. Very thought, amazing. Well, it's, they it's they use this for our schools here. So that was right. one thing we had to start learning all of our parent teacher conferences, all of the, you know, the different classroom stuff. It was all done through zoom. My son yeah. can go through and reprogram everybody's computer through zoom. Somehow he's a goddamn whiz. And I'm trying to figure out how to connect like you and I were trying to do earlier. today. <laughs> I'm going to tell you, I'm going to tell you like straight up. I've learned more about electronics in the last two years than I did the whole time in the military and I'm used to fire control systems, all that stuff, but it's amazing. Um, like it's, especially it's insane. kids, like yeah, my, it, my son took my laptop because I saw his laptop and he was on YouTube and you know, when it gets to a commercial, you got to watch that long commercial. He no, did some program. <laughs> yeah. He did some program where it just no commercial. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Dude, they're not that. These kids are freaking IT techs now. Yeah, he, he they made my computer. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're calling in your three-year-old like, hey, kid, my computer's... I should have called him in here and been like, hey, dude, I'm having a problem with What's my audio on output <laughs> on OBS. He would have been like, get out of the way, you rookie. My son. Here, let, me, let me... My son. So the school has a firewall set up. So that way you can't email and can't communicate with the other kids in school. My That's son... Good figured out a way to go around the firewall and email things to 
his fellow classmates. The IT guy here in District 81 says, I don't know how he did it. <laughs> and then magically your kid has like straight A's for yeah. the rest of the time. <laughs> Nothing so, to see here. Is there anything else you can do? Maybe take a speeding ticket off from speeding ticket. Yeah, <laughs> credit score. I you know, I think a lot of people turned around, they said, uh, you know, the last two years has really been um really hard on our children, right? Been you know, it's been crazy being, you know, locked down, being in your own home and doing the zoom thing. I think that it's, and it, I don't think it's a total good thing, but I think it actually changed up uh, the ability of, of our children. Um, think about it like this. When you were growing up, there was never a side shift. You went to school, you came home, you had friends, you got in a fight, you got beat up. None of that here are your children literally had to adapt and overcome. Mm-hmm. So I, I always look at any kind of situation uh, that has opposition as a good thing. I always tell my kids, don't ever run from opposition. Don't ever, don't ever be afraid to, to look opposition in the face and, and deal with it. And I think that this, this generation, uh, we just don't understand. And we totally don't understand yet. But I'm going to tell you, like my three-year-old man, this kid, talking about electronics, this kid it, he obviously is struggling a little bit with his speech, but uh, he's got his little Nintendo thing and he plays Minecraft. The kid built a, a freaking mansion the other day. Oh, yeah, they get pretty awesome like, are you, <laughs> But you get what I'm saying. It's, it's, it, so I, I just don't know if we know at this point. Like we sit here and we say this is detrimental to our children. Um, and yeah, you know, I, I could see how isolating and all that other stuff. But I, I think that teaching your kid to strive through adversity and, and, and to change it, this is going to, in the long run, benefit them. What about social media, Albert? What what are your rules with social media and your and your kids? They don't have social media, not yet. My oldest is fourteen, and he doesn't have Facebook. Um, he does have. They play this game called Roblox. Yep, Roblox. And, yep. yep, and there's a they do have interaction, but I have them. My fourteen year old and my eleven year old, I have them turn off the uh, interaction unless it's their cousins. They can talk to their cousins. Um, so there's no Facebook. They do have TikTok, but they don't like posting videos because they don't like to see themselves do. They're embarrassed. Okay. So they they have a couple of them, and Bella is the one that does videos, and she's really like, I don't talk to anybody because I don't trust anybody. She doesn't trust anybody. That's how it was for my kids. They weren't. Nope. And it ended. And it ended. You still hear us? Audio. Can you hear us? Yeah, I can hear you, dude. Okay. Yeah, cool. dude, I'm telling you. Yeah. <laughs> so I think I think my wife she paid for the uh, the whatever package it is, and I've never I, I've never seen that before, and I'm like, uh, <laughs> okay, let's let's go ahead and do this. I and dude, that's gangster, bro. Yeah. They literally stopped. pulled the plug on us, man. Done. They were like. You don't care. And we're not talking about says, social media platforms. You're done. Yeah. <laughs> yeah and it, and it literally, it literally just cut us off and said, have a nice day to me. And I'm like, are you, are you, you're for real right now? Okay. But it is so, what it is. so all right, for, for my kids, it was, they were not supposed to have any social media at all, <clears throat> at all, because right. we knew the, the pressures, we knew, you know, the influences of it. Um, and that was a conversation that my wife and, or my, you know, my ex-wife and and me had for the kids, but it seemed that fun time mom says, no, you can have everything that you, you know, whatever it is that you want, Snapchat, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok. And then now my other, my middle daughter, she's the same, at least my son, I can keep him from it for right now. You know, eventually it'll happen, but I think that there is just too much, especially on TikTok, there is too much out there that persuades children to think a certain way, and it's all subliminal. Right. Can't be their no, friends. No, it is. You really can't. No. No. It, it, I, I think about my ex-wife. The one with the two with, kids. The one with the two kids. Okay. <laughs> Jenica, when I met her, she was five years old. Then when I was, when we got a divorce, she was 12 and her mom let her go stay, stay at her friend's house, go tick, whatever kind of social media she wanted. 
she was staying the night at a boy's house, and guess what? Twelve years old got knocked up. Oy. That's why I'm like, no, she could play with Barbie dolls as long as she wants. She could, as long as she's, you know, she doesn't nothing like that. And so that, that's why it taught me. I, I think a lot of parents they they want their kids to grow up faster because they some parents want to go out and enjoy themselves, and they don't realize you can't rush childhood. And the second that you start rushing that childhood, um, things like that happen, man. Um, and just like you see, hit the nail on the head. Um, you know, you to be a good parent, you can't be their friend. And I was, you know, growing up, I always wondered, like, my dad, even though we would like practice, like throwing balls, stuff like that. My I, my dad never sat down with me, right? He never. We, I mean. I always looked at my dad as my dad. I never, ever once in my life, like, hey, this guy's, you know, growing up, I never thought that this guy was cool by any means. I was like, this guy's. My kids definitely do not think I am cool. But I think <laughs> that's good. That's, I think that's when you, uh, well, I don't know if it's, it's about not being cool or not, but, um, you know, your, your children should be able to identify and in, in say, you know, uh, there are certain things I, I shouldn't talk to my parents about. There's certain like jokes I shouldn't make. And, you know, us growing up, I don't, the, the conversations that I had around my dad were totally different than I had around uh-huh. um, my friends. Nowadays I hear you go out in public and you hear some of these children right in front of their parents. Just, and I'm, just out. Like, I'm sorry. You know, like your kids acting like, like that to you, maybe you should make them hate the, you a little yeah. bit more. I don't know. And, it, um, and you don't, and you don't see the parents like, like pulling the reins in like, Hey, number one, we're in public. Number two, you don't speak like that. Mm-hmm. Right. No, nowadays you see the parents laughing. I'm just like, like you guys, you understand these are your kids, right? And you guys understand that they're whatever they do in this world are going to affect my children as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, it, it is what it is, but yeah, you hit it right on, right on the head. Some parents, uh, and that's difficult getting divorced. Right. Yeah. It's difficult getting divorced and you have kids that are in the middle of the divorce. Some parents, all they want to do is just make that kid feel as happy as they can. So they let them do yep. whatever they want. Yep. And then they lose, they lose that parenting aspect. And then when they're separate, then they don't understand why the kids don't want to listen to them. It's like, well, because you, if you let a dog off a leash for, for a certain period of time, I'm not, I'm not trying to call children dogs, but, um, but if you, if you let off on that leash, as being a parent, good luck trying to get that kid back. It's, it's going to be difficult. And you, and then what happens is you blame each other in a divorce. Oh, you know, the, the, the reason so-and-so's acting this way is because of you, not yeah. because of me. Definitely not because of me. No, I can, uh, yeah, no. I can use this as an example because it's me and my brother knows he's an addict and uh, I'm an addict recovering. And but, but my, my parents were really strict with me. They like, I was the one that, you know, got my brother up for school. They was making sure I was, you know, up for school and doing all the right things. I didn't even get any trouble until I was like old enough to drive. That was my first time getting in any trouble. I didn't even get right. in much trouble through till I was done with college. But my parents were not strict with my brother at all. He got away with everything he wanted, did whatever he wanted, came home whenever he wanted. He was like 15, 13, 14, 15 years old, staying up till three in the morning, going to parties and stuff hanging out with kids that were 25 years old and my brother still lives with my parents, no job, a heroin addict. And it's sad to see the addiction take over him like that. But I tell my dad all the time and he's told me, I wish I would have been more strict with him. Mm -hmm. I absolutely wish that I would have put my foot down when he was like, I want it now. I want this toy now. You know, with me, he was like, no, you so want how that did, toy? How did Diego? What Diego, did they do with Diego? So then? Diego's my little, the youngest brother, and he saw that all this happening. He saw all this, the fighting, and then the the jail times, and you know, my brother in and out of jail. I was in college. I was playing college baseball in the when he was coming up, growing up, and then I came home and I moved away. You know, and he uh, he saw all this. He saw my brother going through addiction and stuff like that. And he's like, no. He knew better. He had a good set of mind, you know, but my parents still were kind of loose with him. 
but he at least had enough sense to say, I'm not going to go that route. And he's a good kid. He really is. He's yeah. got a little mouth on him sometimes. A little you bit. Know, you know, but he's that young, cocky. Yes. Young, cocky little 22 year old. So he, but I mean, at least he'd be okay to hang out with us a little bit here and there. And, and uh, he's, do, he does got a good head on his shoulders. Mm-hmm. So, well, he was, that, that's the cool thing. Just like he talked about, man, he was able to see both sides of the tracks mm-hmm. and he was able to align himself on where he wanted to be. So yeah. Yeah. A lot of, a lot of, uh, adolescents coming up they don't have those attributes so that's that's a really good thing man really good thing last question that i have kind of written down in my notes is albert's quite a few years away sammy's only three so you've got 13 years you're in the situation you're learning how to be a dad but your kids are your older kids are moved out but you have a three-year-old and then my youngest is is he'll be 12 in may so I've only got a few years left until they're out of the house. What does retirement look for you once your kids are actually out, even though you're kind of semi-retired? We'll put that in air quotes yeah. <laughs> right yeah. now. Um, yeah, I, the crazy thing was uh, our youngest, we didn't even plan. Dude, we were, I, I was retiring out of the military, man, and uh, – you know, the kids, we had a plan. My wife's Australian, so we had a plan. Uh, the kids get old enough and go on their own, man. We're going to travel the world because our story, me and my wife's story goes all over the world. Like I, I met her in Australia. Um, I was stationed in the Middle East uh, right before the war. Uh, she ended up kept coming out and living with me. We've been all over the place together and we, we really enjoy traveling. So um, Ryan, Ryan popped up. Right when I was retiring, I'm like, holy crap, I'm having a kid at 40. Yeah. You ask me what retirement looks like. I can't even don't, don't hurt. <laughs> we'll talk in, don't, we'll talk in 15 years. <laughs> yeah. Don't hurt me with those words and quit rubbing it in. Kevin's going to be so. sitting there having a cigar or chilling out and me and you still going to be raising our kids in 15 years. Kids and, kids be like, hey, man, you wanna, <laughs> yeah. If you want to go for a beer now, dude, no. I got he does that to uh, me now. He still does like, Hey, you want to go here? You want to go do this? You want to go to Arizona no, got, play I ball? Sammy with me. And I'm like, Speaking I about what he does, I don't know if you guys haven't pointed out. Why, why are you wearing your son's shirt, bro? I, I, hey, <laughs> I actually had, I actually did have my son's uh, Chicago Bears oh, jersey on. Oh, man, you definitely need to come on the show more. Gosh, somebody else giving this <laughs> bro, guy flack is, is awesome. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tell you, I can take your blood pressure just by looking at oh, you with that shirt. I can feel it. It's just. Do, 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 do. But you know what it's I noticed, crazy. though, too, is that I don't think that you sent the memo to him because we're both wearing a baseball hat and baseball shirt. He's what, yeah, you, you got your. Sorry, I'm, I got some, like, military stuff going on. That's cooler uh, than ours, though. <laughs> no, I, I, I wish I would have known it was a theme today. I would have. I would have thrown on something, you know, next time. Yeah. Definitely. Next yeah. time. Yeah. People are going to be like, who's, who's the weird guy that, you know, looks like death over in the corner. You guys are all dressed up in baseball attire. And, yeah. I yeah. mean, um, so I guess that was your last question. Yeah. Just, that, you know, my, my, my retirement is going to start in six years. I'm going to end up in Arizona one way or the other. Cause I want to watch spring right. training baseball. I want to just, you know, fish and hunt and all that stuff down there weather's amazing all year round and i'm tired of the snow so that's where mine's oh, you leading get, you better i'm gonna tell you this you better get used to scorpion snakes and spiders bro because you're gonna have all of them and I'm, I'm gonna, gonna, tell you I'm gonna buy fun. stock those, those clear scorpions sunscreen. oh buddy i remember i, I remember once I, and i'm not afraid of too much i'm not afraid of too, too many animals out there but i remember uh uh during the war we we ended up taking a hop back in the biop into Baghdad International. And anyone that's ever served time in that combat theater will understand there's nowhere. When you land in Baghdad um, from operating all around the country in Iraq, there's nowhere for you to sleep. And if you're waiting for a hop out on like a, a Black Hawk or a C-130 or something like a C-5, you could be waiting there days. So you're literally sleeping on the concrete on the flight line. And, you know, the dust kicks up. I remember one time. I'm sleeping. I have my baklava over my face and I have my goggles down and you, you, you got your gun on your chest and I'm just laying on my gear. And the next morning I woke up and you ha- I had like this much of sand on me. Cause the, the, 
the wind across the tarmac blew all the sand on you. Literally, there's guys that are like, they're sand dunes, like building on the side of their bodies because this is the way it is. And I remember I kind of woke up and I saw uh, uh, footprints all oh. over. In, and I'm like, I wonder where he is. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder where he is right now. Um, but yeah, I just, I don't do creepy crawly things and Iraq, you'll see uh camel spiders. I, I was going to say, did you have any crazy oh, camelback oh, spiders stories? Like oh, those, the ones yeah. they show the big, see, every, everyone, yeah. So everyone thinks they're like, they're like huge. They're, they're, they're not that big. Like with their legs, they're probably like this big. The pictures you see, it's kind of like the news nowadays, uh, in, in regards to everything, they distort everything. Like the pictures, they zoom into those pictures. Like you think these. These things are like alien size. They're not that big. They look like Kevin's fishing pictures. <laughs> they're, fr- yeah, right. But they're, 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 number one, they're scary um, because of just uh, how they are. I guess they inject their larvae inside it. And that's why they, you know, the camel spiders that crawl up their legs and then they have their, their. I've uh, seen they, them in, they, in Washington before. Uh, oh, they eat, they eat you from the inside out. And that's, it's oh, crazy. Man. But what's nasty is how fast they are. You're literally, you'll be walking, be like, what the hell is that? And then all of a sudden, you're like, dude, what? Like, you're trying to get a beat. You're trying to get a beat on it with your gun. You're just like, what the hell was that? And they're like, oh, it's a camel spider. And it's like, I remember the first time I was like, I'm from Minnesota. Wait, what did you just say? A camel spider. And they're like, yeah, just they're nasty. And if they, they, they bite you. You got to get to the infirmary and they're going to have to cauterize it because they inject their, their larva in you. And I'm like, what some alien what? shit that's crazy <laughs> what are we talking about here yeah I, I got a camel spider camelback spider uh story i was working for a place called takata in moses lake they make the airbag explosives um okay. that detonate that and uh so we get a lot of stuff imported from mexico and oh yeah and they would that's how those spiders would come oh in the, in the in imports the shipping. from the shipping and i'm sitting there you we run these machines and you're on a computer because the there's a computer wall, a blast bay that protects you from the, the machines that are running. And I'm sitting there like this, just kicking back. <laughs> and from the corner of my eye, I see something go. Dude. Then like this, and it's on the floor trying to they're, get they're out. What night, they're, they are exactly what nightmares are made it of. It was the fastest thing. It was about, about my fist size. Cause we ended up catching yeah. it. It was about this big and it dragged it. The two legs were dragging on the floor when it runs. So that's why yeah, it's, it's in the, it's in the scorpion family. Okay. Not, yeah. a, it's not us in the spider family. Cause it only uses six out of the eight legs, I guess. Okay. Right. Right. So this thing was nasty looking. Ugh. No, oh yeah. They're it. not, they're not, they're not. Yeah. Ugh. I believe it or not. I've, I've heard of uh Ford operating bases in the middle East that actually gave orders to shoot them. If you see them, I'm thinking, when I first got in the country, they were talking about, they're like, yeah, you know, we got to figure out the CEO, you know, well, you know, um, we always heard stories of the commanding officers of, of FOB saying, no, if you see them, they're big enough, take a, take a shot at them. I'm like, wait, we're talking about a, we're talking about a freaking spider taking a shot. <laughs> we got yeah. hobo, we got hobo, hobo spiders over on this side of the state. And that's, those are that's, small, deadly I'm, spiders. Scary for me. <laughs> I'm good. I'm good with all of that. No. Like I said, yeah, just in snakes. I'm not, I'm not worried about snakes. It's just certain arachnids. T- tastes like chicken. Oh God. You try it. I'm going to, we'll go. I've you... had snake before. Oh, snake, snakes. Not, not too bad. Not too bad. Nothing yeah. tastes like chicken, like chicken. <laughs> so I don't care what you say. Everything, everything tastes like chicken. So it's mine. Put a little tahine on there. Yeah. Oh, get yeah. it. He can warm up a tortilla time, now. <laughs> I'm going to tell you, let me know what the theme is next time. Okay. I, I, I love doing this with you guys. And that's why I always enjoy coming on this show. Um, you know, some, some podcasts that I go on, people are really dry, man. You got to spit on it. Oh, yeah. I'm just sitting there like, well, you're, he's going to come on with a baseball jersey and we're both going to have ghillie suits on. And <laughs> you're not going to be able to see us. Nothing but yeah, what are you guys doing? You guys told me it was sports <laughs> day. <laughs> yeah Come on, man well we yeah. uh we gotta get going um mr freedom Roger. stick mr freedom branch um yep. mr freedom stick.com uh just a yep. pinch of patriot podcast what else what else yeah. what else we got what am i missing 
No, yeah, you can follow me. Uh, you can follow me on my podcast. We're on uh, Apple. I finally got accepted to Apple, which is crazy. Nice. Google, uh, Stitcher. We're we're up on Spotify and Anchor. Uh, just a picture, Patriot. Like I said, on top of that, uh, swing by my website www.mrfreedomstick.com. We got a lot of cool stuff. A lot of cool uh, content creators I placed up there that are getting uh, silenced on social media. On top of that, um, I, I put up links for uh, uh, veteran-owned and patriotic small businesses because you know those are the ones that got hit worst, you know, during the last two years. So I'm really, I'm really into supporting small businesses up there. And on top of that, your your uh, podcast is on there. I but did. On top I saw that, that today. I'm very grateful. You Thank go. you. No, awesome. you're good. You're good, man. Uh, on top of that, we, uh, I'm actually this this whole thing has been a, a cool journey. Um, because I just, you know, after I resigned, uh, cause they tried to get me to take the shot, this and that, I came home able to exercise, uh, exercise my constitutionally protected rights. It's blown up into something that I, I told you, man, I'm running two businesses now. Um, you know, we're getting contacted, Mr. Freedom stick. I don't know if you check out tick, tick- 8 million views. I'm getting contacted by major companies right now. And, and I'm trying to figure out what I could do, especially in regards to the Patriot community, but we got some groovy shirts uh, that a really cool patriotic company uh, put out for Mr. Freedom Stick. So uh, do, do yourself a favor. Go ahead and swing by the website, www.mrfreedomstick.com. We got some, got some cool shirts, good, uh, cool apparel, and uh, just a lot of good information. Survival, emergency preparedness. Uh, I just dropped today. If you don't know where to start in regards to that, I just dropped today um, uh, a basic survival checklist. It's free. It's a PDF. Swing by there. Download it. Check it out. And good thing to have on where you. we're at. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Especially nowadays, man. Yeah. Well, this has been a little extra Lambo for Mr. Freedom Stick, Mr. Albert Garza. I am the big Lamboski. Remember, hit that like button, hit the share, subscribe, and hit that notification bell. Peace. Peace.